I hate goodbyes, but today we say goodbye to the 2023 Reds and look forward to a very bright future. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily source for all things Cincinnati Reds. I'm Stephen Offenbaker. He's Jeff Carr, and we love baseball. We love these Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that love for the game, and we have turned it into information for you. Locked on Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about the 2023 Cincinnati Reds and them just missing out on making history. That's right. We are also going to discuss what we are pretty sure is the end of the Joey Votto era in the Queen City. Uh, we're also going to try and put this season into a little bit of perspective because Jeff and I don't necessarily agree on what that perspective is. And then before finishing up today, we are going to take a little look into the future and what 2024 might hold for the Cincinnati Reds. Before we get into any of that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. It is brought to you in part by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Jeff. Before we dive into this, the end of the twenty twenty three baseball season, I, I want to just take a second and congratulate you and congratulate me because with the completion of that baseball game, we have now both logged five full seasons covering the Cincinnati Reds in podcast form. We've been doing it for a while, man. And this is our second season together here on Lockdown Reds. It's, uh, it's been interesting. I mean, this season has been far and away more fun than last season was. And we'll get into all of that. We've got an off season to celebrate this team, to look ahead to what the future is going to be. Uh, but we do want to kind of start off today's episode by really just calling it what it is. It's a disappointment that the Reds didn't make the playoffs, but two things can be true. This season was awesome and the team took a big step forward and we weren't expecting as big a step as they took, but it's a bummer. This team missed the playoffs. Let's park it right there. We'll start with the bummer. Well, it is a bummer. And I mean, you know, I've talked about this on previous episodes and, and, and many a time, uh, huddled around a standing rail whilst consuming our favorite beverages, where for me, the, the questions it's how you ask the question was the 2023 baseball season a success? No, it was not a success. They didn't make the playoffs and they didn't win a world series. And that is what determines success in a professional sport in major league baseball. Now, that being said, throw that out. Did they make great strides? Absolutely. Was Nick Crawl's execution of his plan and vision spot on? It sure was for the most part. Are there going to be things we pick on him about? Oh, yeah. He's got some stuff coming from us. But at the end of the day, uh, you're right. You said two things can be true at the same time. I can be disappointed. I can feel like the season wasn't successful because of the reasons I stated. But I can also feel like there is a ton of hope on the horizon. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting because the the, the uh, television broadcast on Bally had a great statistic that John and, and Chris both talked about, and I was looking for it to find the detail of it, and I couldn't go back and find it on the broadcast. But suffice it to say, I remember the gist of it. The Reds are one of 
a very few teams in the history of baseball to go through an entire season and hit over 185 homers as a team and also steal over 185 bases as a team. The ability to hit with power and the ability to use their speed on the base paths in the way that the Reds have done it is such a rarity. And this is where the disappointment lies with me is that the the shortcoming, the 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 Achilles heel, if you will, uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, on what was the 2023 wow. Reds was pitching. And, and we knew it from the start. Now, from the start of the season, we said bullpen. The bullpen is what basically held them up for as long as it did. But the pitching as a whole is what killed this team. And I hope that we get this kind of an offensive performance next season because if you can combine the two, then we're talking about a real juggernaut. No, absolutely. And, you know, as we work our way through the offseason, you know, folks, I know you're tuning in today. There's a little bit of a, a, a sadness surrounding the end of the baseball season, a little bit of sadness surrounding the oh, fact that we're not going to be talking about postseason baseball for the Reds this year. Uh, there's some sadness in the conversations we're going to be having all offseason long about uh, Joey Votto oh, and happiness, him probably not cool. yeah, being yeah, here, yeah. but there's. There's, there's a lot of things that are, that are positive and this youth movement and the numbers that they put up and the feats that they accomplished. Uh, that's a great place to start. 185 plus homers and 185 plus steals. Now, obviously, some of that was driven by Major League Baseball's rule changes and making it a little bit easier for runners to go. But that's also you know, the being in the right place at the right time with the Reds infusing these young speedsters, so many guys that have the ability to swipe a base. And now you've made it a little bit easier for them. And that's going to be a big part of the Cincinnati Reds offense moving forward. I think when we start to look at the shortcomings of where this team was, some of it, there's really no place to point a finger of blame because could we have really anticipated that as many starting pitchers would be injured for as long as they were? Uh, we couldn't have anticipated that. So you can't point blame for that, but you can point blame for breaking camp in Goodyear at the beginning of the year with guys like Luis Sessa and Connor Overton in the rotation. So some of it, there's blame to pass around. Some of it, you have to kind of shrug your shoulders and say, well, that's just baseball. Yeah. And, and I think too, it's a bummer to say this because every single season, including last year where the Reds lost 100 games, the front office comes out and tells us they they believe we have the kind of roster to make the playoffs, to make some noise, make a run, all this other stuff. So if they said that and they meant that, then they should have been able to build that. But I think it's very evident that this was the transition year. If they did good, they did good because guys came up and really turned into some awesome players. And that's exactly what happened. The problem was they didn't plan for that, which in years past, we have kind of dinged them on hoping for the best, but, or, or, uh, hoping for the best, but also planning for the best. I Loki think that they were hoping for the best, but really plan for the worst in this. And so that if things fell apart, if things didn't happen, it was at a low cost, unlike what the Mets Padres and Yankees did, but that's not 
you know, that's not a suffice excuse to say, well, this is, you know, why, and I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I really wanted to see them make the playoffs and we can go back to the trade deadline. We can say, yes, they should have done a little bit more, but I also understand why they didn't do a little bit more because future years are going to benefit from them not doing more than they did. But with all of that, it led to an end of the season that I feel was very unsatisfying for one of our favorite players ever in Joseph Daniel Votto, because I felt like we got to a point where it was like, Hey, this team can make a playoff run for Joey in what's probably his eventual last season. And what was his actual last game of the season? And, um, we feel pretty strongly. It might be his last game as a red, uh, Joey didn't finish the game because he was ejected. This is how Joey kind of explained that ejection. Typically, the 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 umpire will allow a little bit of space while you're um, space to d debate or argue or disagree with with the call in, in the box immediately after the call. But unfairly, you know, I went back, checked the video, and you know, started griping about a call and. And, um, you know, I, I get along, I really do get along really well with the umpires and I have nothing but respect for them. Um, and my respect of it has increased over the, over the course of my career, just recognizing how difficult their job is, the travel, the scrutiny they're under, especially now, now more than ever. Um, and, you know, here I am uh, hollering at him, scream, you know, screaming at him from, from our dugout. Um, and then rightfully so, he ejected me. You know, the game has to continue, and I'm interrupting the game. And then I wanted to say something to him, and really the exchange was, you know, just standard exchange, just a disagreement in terms of, not a disagreement. Actually, he was excellent. Like, I said my piece, and he said, well, maybe, but, you know, you can't do that sort of thing. So he handled it as professionally as he could, and I, I in that instance, you know, let emotions get the better of me. I don't know if Joey. you saw, but Joey also tweeted out an apology to the fans uh, saying that he was sorry for those that came out to see him. And, you know, a lot of Reds fans, I know, made the the journey to St. Louis to see what was going to be pretty much. We're all fairly certain Joey Votto's last game as a member of the Cincinnati Reds. So I know there's disappointment surrounding that as well. Uh, you know, I don't know, Jeff, if. Maybe the frustration of the weekend overall got to him a little bit. I was a little perturbed. Uh, we have a, a channel on the Discord server that's basically uh, where we, you know, debate the decisions of David Bell. And if ever there was a conversation for that channel, it was why wasn't Joey Votto in all of the games to wrap up the yeah. season uh, in what was probably his final season. And, and I, and I've heard the arguments that, well, the reds were trying to, to win a playoff game and he might not necessarily have been the best person in that situation. You know, we've talked about this. Sometimes analytics are great. Sometimes looking at what the computer tells you is great. And sometimes you got to look at the whole picture and you got to see everything that's in front of you. And I think David Bell failed to do that this weekend in St. Louis. Yeah, and I agree. And it's funny because the big one that really confused me is on Friday, instead of Joey, Nick Martini started and then Nick Martini hit a three run home run. And you know, what do we know? But I still think there was some way to get him in the lineup. I, I, I thought it was well, weird in, too. in was fairness. Cool. Everybody hit a three run home run on Friday on Friday. Yes, that's true. Every, everybody was hitting homers off of uh Cardinals pitching on Friday, which they would have done so on Saturday as well. But uh, it, it was uh, weird to see. 
him not starting that game, but for him to not finish the final game and, and for that to happen moments after just what was the veritable end of the Bengals game in the third quarter that was very obvious. And James and Jake will tell you more about that over at Locked On Bengals. We weren't happy. But then Joey gets tossed, and it was just like, sports hate me today. Whatever. Um, yeah, that, that was annoying to see, and that was disappointing. But this all leads us back to the whole thing that is the future. The future is not disappointing. The future is bright, but the future might not be with Joseph Daniel Vado. We'll tell you why. Coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. That is game time. Game time is the best way to get your last second tickets for your next event. Now that red season is over, uh, there is football. There's still a little bit of soccer going on with SC Cincinnati. You've got uh, hockey going on, uh, basketball, got plenty of college sports around. Game time can help you get to any of them. Plus concerts, uh, comedy performances, theater performances, all that great stuff. You can check out at game time. Download the app today and use the code locked on MLB to get $20 off your first order. In fact, you can go to a playoff game if you want to drive up to Milwaukee and see them play the Diamondbacks or, I don't know, whatever. You might be detoxing a little bit and you just want to go see a comedy routine. Game Time can help you get there as well. They've got the Game Time guarantee, which means if you find tickets on another app in the same section in the same row for lower prices, they'll credit you 110% of the difference because they're that sure that they got the best price. So like we always say, last second tickets and the lowest price is guaranteed over at game time. And when you download the app today, use the promo code locked on to save $20 off your first order. Thanks as always for making locked on reds, your first listen every single day. And we will continue to be with you every single day as we move through this off season, lots of great off season content coming for you five days a week up until the winter meetings. And then the week after the winter meetings, we'll drop down to a little bit of a protracted schedule for the off season, but we're going to be with you all off season long. And we'll get into a little bit more of what that's going to look like in just a few minutes, but we talked about the disappointment, Steven. Yes, it's disappointing that the Reds missed the playoffs, but there is hope, there is excitement, and there is lots and lots of just good vibes surrounding the future of this ball club. There are, and, and we've got a lot of things we're going to talk about with this team. And where I want to start, Jeff, and I didn't throw it in the notes because we don't generally write down to our own horn kind of things, but they actually ended up exactly where we thought they could be if everything went right. Mm -hmm. And everything didn't go right, and they still ended up in that place. You and I talked about that this could be a team that was on the outer edge, on the fringe of possibly competing for the final wildcard spot. And that's exactly what happened. We talked about 2024 being the window opening of full-on competitiveness for the Cincinnati Reds and having a team that could be one of the best teams in baseball with one of the lowest teams in baseball. Those are all things that you and I said all the way back in February. Matter of fact, it was Valentine's Day when pitchers and catchers reported in Goodyear Valentine's Day 2023. And lo and behold, that's exactly what this team is. And there's a lot to be excited about from this day forward. I find it interesting too, because this is like uh when you're when you take a math test and you get the right answer, but your work doesn't 
add up to what the teacher's looking for because yes, we were exactly. correct in that everything could go right and the Reds could contend for a playoff spot. We were just completely wrong about all of the details surrounding what could go right because we said Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson returned to form. Uh, <clears throat> that didn't happen. We said the pitching staff was going to anchor this thing with Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft. Lodolo barely pitched. Ashcraft did a little bit and looked pretty well but didn't finish the season. Hunter Green was very inconsistent, dealt with injuries a lot this year and everything else that worked in the pitching staff had nothing to do with them. And we said, we're like, what happens if things go wrong? Well, most of the pitching staff is hurt. That happened, but things went even more right than we ever could have thought. It's so funny to see. It's like, yes, whenever the, whenever your teacher's like, all right, uh, give me your answer and show your work. And she's and, and the teacher's like, okay, well, you got it right, but your work doesn't make any sense. And that's really where we were with that prediction. But let's not take away from the fact that this team, the, the Reds have turned things around. And in record time, they've had, they've had one of the biggest single season gains in uh, win totals and in winning percentages in franchise history. As in, 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 in the best gain since Major League Baseball went to 162 games. Yeah, their win percentage jumped from 383 to 509. That's an increase of 0.126. That's a big jump. Yeah, I mean, remember this team was a 100-loss team, and it, it's hard. It's I, Do you remember how bad that felt? And now we look at this team, and we're at, you know, at 82, 82 wins, and it feels like it's just a whole different world and, and just so much – so much positivity to be gleaned from that. And, and and listen, Jeff, I know. I know you. I know me. I know everybody that follows sports in this city that we love. Our tendency is to focus in on the negative, the negative of they didn't make the playoffs, the negative of they missed out, the ne negative of Joey leaving, the negative of the pitchers being hurt, all of those things. But there's so much good they did so many good things with this bunch that they assembled and, and you're right how they did it was nowhere near what we thought it was going to be uh we both thought that ellie de la cruz and matt mcclain would both be on this roster neither one of us predicted that matt would be the better of the two in their in their initial right. offerings in major league baseball neither one of us thought that we would see we really didn't think we would see noel v Marte in the big leagues in 2023 oh. and yet there he was and rides this amazing hitting streak all the way through to the end of the season uh none of us thought that ces was going to be such an immediate impact player uh, that he was when he got here and and demonstrating clearly this is where he belongs and who he's going to be. It, it's just so many things that we can grab a hold of that we didn't predict that that countered that countered all of the things that should have been that didn't happen. And it's interesting to note like all of this jump and uh, also interesting to note, you know, I was talking about not showing your work and anything. I got that wrong. It's 506 instead of 509. I wrote down 509. It's 506. So anyway. I'm sorry. I trusted your northern Kentucky math. Yeah. It's my bad. It's just a few percentage yes. points. Hey, hey. I also went to school in Alabama. Forget about that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, big jump year over year. And just kind of looking at, like, I mean, to put this into perspective, like the biggest jump in franchise history, 162 games or not, you go all the way back to 1919 when the Reds won their first World Series. 1918, they won 68 games 
and that was in 129 games. So it still actually wasn't that horrible. But then the next year, they won 96 games. That's a jump that I, I, I hope we never have to see it again because I hope we don't see the Reds go back down into that win total. But that was a jump of 155 percentage points on their winning percentage. The biggest win percentage jump was from 37 to 38 at 183 points. But it's just, it's so interesting to note the way that they did this jump this year is that for a guy like me that constantly is optimistic about this team, it's a dream come true because as optimistic as I could have been about all these call-ups, I was not this optimistic. And I was so happy to see how everything just fell into place with the way that everybody, and and we, we didn't mention Andrew rabbit comes up and pitches. Well, Brandon Williamson initially doesn't pitch that great, but then improves a lot. And then you see, you know, your continued success of some bullpen guys that we didn't expect anything from. And all in all, just the way that this team played as optimistic as I could be. It just made me so happy to see. And the only thing that they missed was not making the playoffs with it all. You know, and I think this would be a great time to just give a a little bit of kudos to the newly appointed president of baseball operations, Nick Kroll. Uh, I think he definitely earned that promotion. Uh, He was given, listen, honestly, he was given... He was given one of the rawest deals, one of the toughest assignments in all of baseball. He was asked to come in and take over for a general manager, president of baseball operations that had been given a little leeway to spend. And he was given the marching orders to undo it all and still put a competitive product on the field in a certain period of time. And that's what he did. He came up with this plan. He made a lot of unpopular moves. He did a lot of things that had us all gnashing our teeth and clutching our pearls, Jeff. But at the end of the day, it resulted in Spencer Steer. It resulted in CES. It resulted in this influx of young talent that are all at the major leagues already. Uh, and it's why they were flirting with a playoff appearance. So shout out to uh, president of baseball operations, Nick Kral. And what's interesting is kind of segueing from that, the amazing talent that came up, the, the roster kind of, should I say doesn't need Joey Votto moving forward as, as, as painful as that is to say, and, and we talk about this and, and we, and I want to talk about this here in just a moment. Uh, and then we'll also segue into what folks can expect from us during the off season. But, uh, Joey Votto and, and whether or not he's going to retire or what's going to happen here is very interesting to me because on an objective level, this team is pretty good, even if you don't include him on next year's roster, which we'll talk about that here in a few moments. Well, absolutely. You know, as a matter of fact, coming out of this next break, we'll hear directly from Joey Votto on what his take on this whole situation is of retirement. And then we'll begin to look into the future from there. Uh, Coming up, we're going to break out that crystal ball. We're going to look at those things. We're going to look towards what the future holds for the Cincinnati Reds. We've got that coming up next don't forget you can follow this podcast on all platforms including youtube thanks so much for being here click subscribe click the notification bell at this point in the year i'm sure you've done that already but if you haven't for some reason get that done for us we'd appreciate it and tell your friends about us because we not only want to talk baseball with you 
we want to talk baseball with them as well. Join us over on Discord. Uh, great community talking baseball there. We're going to be there all off-season long, uh, floating trade ideas, uh, monitoring what everybody else is doing, and, and hearing directly from you. The link to join that community is right down there in the episode description. So join us over there today. All right, Jeff, it's time to kind of look into the future. And obviously we have a whole off season to do this, so we don't have to try and cram it all in. But the biggest question I think on everybody's mind right now, this second is, is Joseph Daniel Votto going to be here or not? You know, I, I have managed to form several close relationships within the Reds organization. And I know as early as May, the Reds kind of made their intentions clear. They weren't going to pick up this option. Joey wasn't going to get paid the 20 plus million dollars for 2024. Uh, but what wasn't done was any plan announced. Was Joey going to retire? Was he going to be traded? Was he going to be a free agent? What was he going to do? And I think that probably in large part was the wishes of Joey Votto. I don't know that for a fact, but it just kind of seems like that. So all of that being said, we now find our place as the end of 2023. And the question that everybody wants answered is, are you retiring Joey Votto? We'll see, you know, we'll see. Um, I can promise you this. Um, Whenever I'm done playing, I will speak it. I will, it will be fun and funny. I will give it the attention the fans deserve. I will give it the attention those that have supported me and our team deserve. And I'm not there yet, but I can promise you, you'll enjoy it. I'm not there yet. I know that was great. And that was, that, that's this new Joseph Daniel personality that's emerged over the last couple of years that I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that, that baseball had been in a place and Joey had been in a place of comfort where we mm. could have seen that his entire career, because that guy is fun. I, I love when he's like that, but the, the big key thing there, the big thing that he said, Jeff is I'm not there yet. What? Okay. Okay. So yes, I do 1000% agree with you. I love this personality, but why does that clip that one little clip for me, give me like George Costanza vibes. Like I'm getting George Costanza vibes from that. Like it's the cardigan. Yeah. It's because you know, he's wearing yeah, the cardigan. Uh, yes. He was gotta, in the we pool. Gotta like, got a clip that where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we, <laughs> he was in the pool. Uh, I, there's just something about that, that I'm like, man, what are we, what are we doing here? Okay. So for me, that last game that we went to great American ballpark, I was like, this is it. This is it. All the things that they're doing. This is it. He's not going to return next year as a red. That clip right there gives me, well, he's not retiring vibes that he's not done. Like he wants to play more. So does that mean that he's done as a red, but he's going to play somewhere else? Yep, that's exactly what that means, Jeff. The things that the Reds were doing, the things we observed, switching out the bases every time, that's stuff to put in the Reds Hall of Fame. That's stuff for the eventual induction ceremony in Cooperstown. Those are, are things. So he's going in as a Red. No matter what happens next, when he goes in, yeah. he's going in as a member of the Reds. So they were looking forward. That was some forward thinking on the Reds' part. Uh, his time in Cincinnati is over. That He has said all along, since the Field of Dreams game, when he was mic'd up, I want to play. I want to play baseball. I love playing baseball. Those are the things that he's been saying. So that answer to the question now, if he was going to retire, he would have told us right then. And, and, and you and I have talked off air about how we wanted the goodbye ceremonies and the goodbye tours and the chance for everybody to show Joey a little love and all those things. 
And I, well, I don't think that he was in a place to, to say that that's what he was going to do. I, I think now looking at that clip, the reason we didn't have that this season is because he's going to play next year. Someone's going to take a flyer on Joey Votto, Jeff. I mean, we've talked about, are they people going to give him big money? Are they going to make him a starter? Uh, there is a place for Joseph Daniel Votto in this game in 2024. The question of whether or not Joey will do the things he needs to do to get into that place. I think it sounds to me like now Joey will. And then if he has a great uh, performance, he can work himself into more playing time wherever he goes. Uh, but I think that the if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say right now uh, on the first day of the offseason, I would say 90% chance that Joey Votto signs a contract with somebody and plays baseball in 2024. I just don't know, man. I don't know what to think because like, I, I was given I was giving uh, scenarios of which he will stay with the team like three weeks ago. Uh, I was very sure that he is done and retiring two weeks ago, and now I'm like, well, no, I don't think he's retiring. But in my heart of hearts, I believe that one of two things will happen: he will retire, or he will be back with the Reds next year. I cannot see him playing for any other team. I don't think he will want to do that. I think that we will get to a point that if those are his options, he will retire. So I, I don't know. There, there's more to be said about this, and that is why we are, will tell you what's going on this offseason because definitely more to be said. As Joey says more things, we will have you covered every single day here on Lockdown Reds. That's why we encourage you to also follow us on socials and things like that and join our Lockdown Reds Discord page as well because – as more things come out with Joey, we will be all over the updates and, and give you our thoughts on them and what's going to happen because I don't know, man, like I'm so, I'm so waffling about what is going to happen here that I don't feel strongly about any one take to say that I know this is what's going to happen with him because this is not an at bat. This is not him trying to field a ball. This is not him trying to run the bases. This is, Joey Votto's mind, which as fun as he has been over the last few years, we know that Joey Votto's mind is a very confusing place to those of us that are not in it. And well, that's everyone but him. So it's going to be very intriguing to see how this all kind of unfolds a little bit. And that's going to be one of the biggest things we cover on top of the offseason plan surrounding this team and how they get better for next year. Yeah, and we've got a lot of cool things coming in the offseason, folks. Uh, we appreciate you being here all season long, and I know yes, that uh, the Hot Stove League is a, a long period of time as well, but we're going to try to do things to make it fun. Uh, during the season, You know, there was a lot of me and Jeff with the occasional uh, visitor stopping by to fill in or help us out. We did a lot of crossovers. This offseason, we're going to get back to some of the things we love. We're going to have some of the beat writers on. We're going to have a few of the players on. We're going to try and reach out to some of the minor league guys and get them on as well. We're going to have all of that in the offseason to keep you connected to the Cincinnati Reds team and to be able to continue to talk baseball with you all winter long. Yeah, we'll definitely get Tyler Stevenson back on. That was a great conversation we had last, uh, I think it was about January, we talked with him. Uh, we'll definitely uh, get Lucas Sims back on and talk to him about his year and just what it's like being a part of that bullpen that was constantly constantly needed every single game it felt like um and, and one thing that's a little bit off the beat i mean we're going to unpack the season with john sadak but i also want to talk a little bit of star wars with him because there's a lot of fun star wars stuff going on. that might be an extra thing that might be an extra thing um 
but there, there's so much fun stuff going down. We, we're going to uh, bring Chad Dotson on here to really celebrate this, and we've got to talk to him about the fact that he um, went back to the ballpark after that was the thing that he said that he would not do until a certain thing happened. And Well, that certain thing didn't happen, but he went back to the ballpark, so we got to ask him about that. Um, but, yes, there's so much coming. Plus, we are going to dive deep, like – we're going to give you some great information, some great statistics about player performances. We're really going to dive in. There's been a lot of fun stuff going on with the players on this team. We're going to dive deep into what most of them is their rookie season and what it looks like moving forward for these guys, what we can expect from them moving into next season. We're going to look at moments. We're going to look at... Uh, we're going to look at fun moments, but we're also going to look at the missed opportunities because as much mm -hmm. as we all can point to losing nine to not, or, you know, losing a nine, nothing lead, or we can point to the Cardinals scoring a bajillion on us in a, in a must win game or, or things like that and say, that's the moment when we lost the playoff spot. There were some other ones as well that we'll dive into, but also just the big memories of the season, because this has been one of the most fun years, most memory filled years to be a Cincinnati Reds fan. And I hope that you appreciate that for that. That's one thing that as disappointed as we are, that they didn't make the playoffs, that they didn't win the world series. Don't let that overshadow some of the fun and some of the awesomeness that we got to see this year. And, and all of those things being said, we also want to talk baseball with you. And that's why it's so important yes. to be following us on the socials and make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube because Aloha Fridays, they're coming back. We're going to do the live shows all throughout the offseason and hear your comments and your questions and, and try and cover the things that you all want covered because that's our favorite part of this, that you guys – you're the reason we do this, and, and you're the reason we are here, and you're the reason this show goes as well as it goes. Uh, Jeff, it's another exciting season of baseball. It's our probably most exciting season together thus far if we're looking at what happened last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to this offseason. I'm looking forward to getting through it as quickly as possible and getting back to baseball in 2024. And you know what else we forgot people to, <clears throat> to, to tell them to expect? What did we forget the, to tell them? The return. Of Aloha Fridays. They will return in this offseason. So make sure that you're following us and you've got that bell click to get notified whenever we've got new content for you. Because Aloha Friday is a live show where you get to join in with us and talk some baseball. So make sure that you uh, are, are with us every step of the way. Because we will be with you every step of the way talking Reds baseball. Uh, just like tomorrow, Steve, when we will be looking at... The biggest need this offseason. As we <laughs> set that up, because we're going to talk about it quite a bit, we're going to set it up uh, on the tee for what will be coming the rest of the offseason. But until then, you can bet what, Steve? We're going to be locked on Reds every single day. See you tomorrow. I hope Nick Craw clicked that subscribe button. We're going to outline his whole plan. I think he's been a subscriber for a while.